Thanks for tuning in to KAZ Radio TV. It's your girl, Angela. Um, and thank you for viewing my second podcast, No More Triggers. Uh, today we are going to get started with my shout outs and I want to correct the shout out that I did last week I was so nervous I'm still nervous just to let y'all know I'm still nervous (laughs) but I'm I'm a little more at ease but I'm shaking in my boots Uh, but the shout out for Dom last time I said he made the beat Dom did way more than make the beat he wrote the lyrics, he laid the track, he did everything. And someone else made the beat for him and someone else mastered it. But Don was the cre- I just gave him the direction, the vision, and he brought it to life. So thank you, Don, again for my theme song. Um, we also did a video for it this past uh, weekend on the 11th, actually on my birthday. Woo-hoo. Shout out to me, happy birthday. Um, so that was really, that was really nice, really interesting. Uh, another shout out I want to give is to Phil from Akron, because I know he's watching. Hey, Phil. Uh, I knew Phil for a couple of years, and he ended up coming to my show last year, and he loved it. He bought a VIP ticket, and that's what I call support. Thank you, Phil. Uh, <clears throat> another shout out I want to do is for a stylist. She is in California. Uh, she was reaching out to people on Facebook. She was giving uh, away free clothing and she actually shipped. I responded to her post and she actually shipped me um, like three or four pairs of jeans. She shipped me about three or four blouses. So that was like, it was really nice. She paid for shipping and handling. Her name is Marie Antoinette. She is a fashion stylist and stylist influencer. Uh, she offers services like personal shopping, styling day by day, <clears throat> styling for events and functions, including formal wear. And she also styles for like video shoots, photo shoots, and everything like that. So uh, check her out. Her Instagram is Marie Antoinette, and she's a fashion uh, fashion stylist. And I do love the clothes. All right, so my last shout-out is going to go to the 900 viewers. Thank you so much for viewing my first podcast. I love you guys. Um, I just want to, you know, thank you guys for taking your time out to watch me. All right, so those were my shout-outs. So today we are going to be doing story time. Last week, I brushed up on a couple of um, of things that I went through through my domestic violence situations in a sense of a um, question and answer form. But this time, I'm going to start telling my story from beginning to end. I'm not going to sit there and do every little detail, even though I am a detailed person. I'm going to give y'all as much as I can give y'all within these 30 minutes, okay? Um, <clears throat> I forgot to bring my tissues just in case I cry, but I have a backup plan. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a backup plan. Um, so without further ado, here we go. All right, so like any relationship, <clears throat> oh, I'm gonna start off with the basics. I was with I was with him for 
four and a half years, and we have one son together. Um, my son is now 14 years old. That's just uh, the basics. So I, I met him. Ooh, I can't even think, but I met him with my my young my oldest son, which is now 19. I met him when uh, he was, I believe, two, two or three. So I I, I know. So uh, like any relationship, they start off with the good times. You have the good times. The good times is what make you laugh, make you develop those good feelings, um, make you get closer, make you bond, make you feel like one unit. Of course, it's the good times. But I always say it takes a good 90 days for someone to really start showing their true colors. Um before I get deep into my story, I want y'all to see I got the this is my purple flag. You guys know how uh people say the red flag, uh-uh, red flag. That's a red flag. So we're going to say purple flag. We're going to be different. So, as I'm going through my story and I'm I'm telling you guys my stories, as now that I can see the red flags, I didn't I couldn't see them back then. So as I'm going through my story, I'm going to hold up my flag. Like, yep, that was a purple flag, which means I should have been more aware of the situation that was going on. But I was blinded by the good things. Okay? So that's my purple flag, y'all. All right. All right, so we start off with the good times. I met him because he delivered me a damn pizza. Um, and he delivered my pizza, and after that day, I exchanged numbers, came over the next day, and it's like he didn't leave. And I liked it because I just thought that you know he was you know really feeling me, and I'm really feeling him. Plus, we were young; we were in our twenties, guys, twenties. So. When you're in your 20s, you make a lot of mistakes, even 30s and 40s and 50s and so on. But 20s, you make a lot of mistakes because you're just not really getting out there and learning life. So, um, he ended up coming back over and, like, gradually, you know, his stuff was moving in. We was having really, really fun times, laughing all the time, um... We were both, you know, goofy. I'm I'm really goofy. So anybody that's goofy with me, I just love it. It's, <laughs> it's such a turn turn on. So but we, we had a a really good time. Um I wanna say the first altercation um came when I didn't realize that he wasn't like it, it like dawned on me that he wasn't working. It was like soon as he ended up moving in his things with me, he stopped working. You know, and you know I'm like, okay, whatever. This is my house. I got to pay for my roof for me and my kid. I wasn't necessarily, you know, thinking, you know, of him. Plus, I'm thinking like, okay, he gonna get another job. You know, I'm not the type that will bug or nag nag a person. So I'm, you know, leaving it up to him. He the man. He gonna get another job. 
time went on, he still ain't had no job. So now I'm I have uh two two jobs, you know, trying to maintain the household. And um while I maintain the household, he was bringing a a certain a female over to the house. You know, that's how I started, you know. Bringing females over to the house, things like that. And he actually got caught one time bringing a female to the house. Um, caught her. It was just, it was crazy. I called my mama. I think he called his mama. It was, it was a lot going on that day. So, um, but uh, I should have took that. Look, I should have took that as a, a flag to get out because he, he could have been a serial cheater or something. But um, I just... You know how you get. You're like, all right, whatever. I forgive you. Let's move on. So time moved on. And I remember when I first moved, my dad had gave me a a gun to protect myself because the area that I was in, it was it was really a really bad area. And um, he ended up, you know, finding where it was at. Plus, you know, at the time he was my boyfriend for a while, so I didn't, you know, feel like I should need to hide anything from him. So he knew where it was at. I knew he knew where it was at and things like that. Um, the very first time that I felt kind of scared was about, I want to say, about six to seven months into our relationship. Um, we got into a, a bad fight. I went to my mom's job at the time and came when I everything calmed down so I thought I came back and he wasn't he wasn't there and I was um something told me to check up under where I hid my gun at so I was looking for it couldn't find it so now I'm scared because now he got the gun he mad I don't know how his his temperament is really because we ain't before then, we never really like had a lot of arguments except for the one time when he was he brought the girl in the house. Other than that, we really been like cool. So that come up missing. He stayed gone for like a couple of days, and I stayed gone at my mom's house because I was scared. I didn't know what that fool was gonna do could have came back and shot me in my sleep or something so but luckily none of that happened so we ended up reconciling everything but he never brought back the gun he never told me where the gun was at um he never even mentioned the gun after that and I failed to even like ask him about it um just because I didn't want to seem like I was uh want to how can I put this <sighs> let's see I didn't want to seem like I was like pressuring him into and you know tell me about where the gun was at I didn't want to you know mess with his head so I never really said nothing about a month later or so um his his family a family member of his ended up uh committing suicide um come to find out he committed suicide with the actual gun that belonged to me 
um, he ended up taking it over over there to his house and hid it. His cousin found it and was going through some things, and he killed himself. Um, that was a, a very rough time for him because his cousin he was he was very young. He was young, and I felt I felt sorry for him. I felt bad uh, up until he started to blame me for what happened to his cousin and I felt like you know I shouldn't have shouldn't have been getting blamed for it but he blamed me because it was it was my gun but I felt like it was him that took it over there he shouldn't took it out the house in the first place but of course he um this was the first time like he really like blew up blew up but he didn't put no hands on me or nothing like that but like his true temper came out so that right there that was a purple flag I should have known right there um that something wasn't right so as uh time go on he um he lost a couple other family members uh one was being his father and then he lost his grandmother back to back and me, I can relate to anybody's pain. So when he lost those three people like that back to back, I really felt, you know, sorry for him. But it's like once they they passed, it seemed like he he was depressed, I can tell, you know, everybody grieved differently. And I was just trying to be there in his corner. But he started to I can start to see like changes in his ways. He was starting to get real um, manipulative with things. Um, all of a sudden, I couldn't dress a certain way. I couldn't um, uh, hold my head up uh, in public. I, was, I couldn't be gone to the store for a long period of time or as an argument when we when I came back home. It was more of him starting to try to control the situation. And at that point, I put up my purple flag. I should have realized that. But at the time, I didn't know that he was basically um, brainwashing me and manipulating me. Um, then it came to the point where uh, he wanted to call me all types of names. Uh, always tell me that I'll never amount to anything, that I'll never be anything. Nobody never going to want me. Because I had, at the time, two, two kids by two different people. And hearing that consistently over and over and over and over again, you start to believe it. He started to isolate me from my family. Um, I couldn't really go to events with my family because he wanted me to go to events with his family. Um, it was starting to get real stressful and then I can kind of see the jealous jealousy part coming out of him um, all of a sudden I couldn't have no friends he can have female friends but I couldn't have no male friends if he seen me talking to any guy it could be just somebody just walking past asking for directions to the store or anything if it's a male oh it was an argument when I got back to the house um as I stated last episode, I always kept a car. I always try to keep transportation. And 
he thought that he could control me if he basically take my car and crash it. Like literally, we went to an appointment, he dropped me off. I didn't get picked back up that day. I had to find a way home because I didn't know what the heck happened. I get home, he's there, but no car. Ask him, what happened to the car? Oh yeah, you know, I crashed it and they totaled it out and this and this and that. Like it wasn't no big deal. Uh, I still don't really believe the full story of what he told me, but I think he, he did something with my car. He probably left it. I don't know what he did with it, but I didn't believe his story because that was another way for him to control me. So now I can't just get up and leave. I have to wait for the bus or wait for one of his people to come get him because at the time my mom she wasn't driving to the west side for nothing she her car was just not up to par to get over to the west side and plus you know um most of the functions that we was going to was with his family so they'll come pick us up all the time <clears throat> so um after that point it was a you know it was a few jobs that I was you know I still had and I had to catch the bus. One job in particular I was working third shift, and um, it depend on my job who let me who they'll bring to pick me up. They were very understanding at the time the managers that was there, and they were understanding that I didn't have a way to get there because it was third shift and most of the buses stopped running after a certain time. And so they'll send people to come get me. Well, he was so jealous and vindictive that if they sent a female to go to come get me, I can go to work. But if they sent a male to come get me, I couldn't go to work. Um, if a male was to come to the door and you know just say, "Hey, I'm coming to pick Angie up for work," I couldn't go. He would instantly tell me that if I leave out the door, that he was gonna leave out the back door and then call the police and tell the police that I left my kids in the house by themselves. And um, that, 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 you know, that scared me because he did it once before. Um, it was a time where I was sitting over my friend, friend April house, we lived in these uh, duplexes. And literally, it was just, you know, you can walk right across to the next person. I can look right directly at my house and everything. But, you know, I was talking to my friend April, and she was, you know, we were just talking about things going on, and you know, and I wanted to get away. I was tired of arguing, didn't want to be in the house. I took too long coming back, and so he threatened to call, um, Child Protective Services and the police and tell them I didn't have no food in my house, blah, blah, blah. At that time, I didn't believe him. So I'm like, I'm coming. I'm right across the street. Like, why can't you just wait till I get there? He got upset, and he actually did call. So they came to the house. I had to go over, and I had to show them that I had food in my refrigerator, that I had clothes for my kids. Like, he told them all kinds of stuff, and I just had to show the officer and the lady that was there, which I think was a relative of his, but uh, I had to show them that I had the proper things that I needed for my kids. And then I had to explain to them what happened um, in order for them to just leave the house. <clears throat> so fast forward to when he was telling me that if I left, that he was going to call the police again. 
you know, I was frightened because he did it before. Now, who knows? I get to work and then the police come or, you know, they say, hey, you, nobody's there with your kids and blah, blah, blah. I just didn't have time for it. So I would have to literally tell them to their face that I couldn't come. It got to a point where my manager, she really didn't believe me. So one day she came and at the time my classmate, uh, Amos, got arrested. So uh, he came with with her to see what was going on. So she sent him to the door instead of her coming to the door. And he said the same thing. She can't go. So that's when my manager came to the door and then, you know, they was, you know, talking. But, of course, you know, they can't really do nothing, nothing. So she understood. Thank goodness I didn't lose my job because of that. Um, But she was just being really nice and and I really appreciate her for that. But she understood at that point that how he how he was and how he was being you know manipulative. At that point, I just I knew I had to get a get a car, so I started to save up my money without him knowing. Now, there were you know incidences in between there. I'm going to just say the the bulletin points because it's a lot of story to tell. Um, so in between me finding the car and getting out of that situation, finally through the four and a half years, mind you, um, after the, the, the three deaths, that's when the controlling part started. And then when I got pregnant with our son, that's when he just really felt like he owned me. Like I wasn't going nowhere that I had to stay with him. And even during my pregnancy, he would be, you know, be mean. He would, you know, do things like push on my belly, pull my hair, you know, and he he would spit in my face. That was just one of the nastiest things I just think people, someone can do to you, period. Uh, just because I was having a disagreement with him, he wanted to um, push on my belly and spit in my face that day. And a lot of this stuff stirred from me not agreeing with him it was like it was his way or the highway I I didn't have a voice I couldn't say anything like as soon as I would speak up or something like that if it wasn't of his liking that he had an attitude I'll try to leave it alone because I'm not an arguer I'll go to another room I'll try to go lay down or things of that nature nope wouldn't work he'll come up there knocking on the door bugging me in my ear wanting to talk wanting to just stay in my ear about the situation until I agree to whatever we was arguing about by that time I don't forgot but he wants to sit there and argue it was it was a lot for me to go through at that time because the game it got to a point where I couldn't sleep unless he was sleeping it got to a point where I was so tired because it was uh, basically a, a routine every day when I could go to work I get off in the morning get home mind you he'll still be there he won't help me with nothing I would have to get my son up first wait first I'll come home and my my screen door will be locked so I have to wake him up in order for him to come and unlock the door which 
And I realized that was a way of him knowing when I came home and when I didn't came home. So I would have to get him to get uh, open the door, come home, get my son ready, walk him to school, walk back. By that time, he want me to do something for him. So now I got to go to the store. I got to cook something for him. Now the baby woke. At the time, I had, had not. By this time, I had my son. So I had to feed my son, get him together. By the time I did all of that, now it's time for me to pick up my uh, uh, my oldest son from school. So now I got to walk back, pick him up, come home, help him with homework, make them something to eat, maintain the baby while he just sit there all day and it would get tiring like mind you I'm coming to work from a third shift job I was tired tired and I couldn't get no sleep and the whole four and a half years that we were together this man only had two jobs he had a job when we first when I first met him once he moved in he quit and then the second time he had a job was when I was on um, had to go on maternity uh bed rest and I couldn't work and so he worked and the day that I had my son he called his job and quit and told me that I can go back to work now since I didn't had the baby um he has I told you guys a story about when he shoved me and I hit my head on the uh counter um uh, it was one incident where he pushed me down the stairs and I broke my toe. I told you guys about the incident where um, I was just trying to leave out and he ran up behind me and slammed me on the floor and broke my toe again. Um, it was, you know, it was just other incidences where I'll just be sitting there and he'll come home and he just feel like starting something. So he'll get some milk or some juice out the refrigerator and just come over and just pour it on my head for no reason no reason at all and I know I'm kind of like skipping all over the place I told you there's a lot of story to tell if I go to start to finish I'll be on here for like five six episodes telling y'all my whole story <laughs> so I'm really just trying to get you know the the bulletin points um it was one time where we had an argument. I wanted to go down to my mom's house because I didn't want to be there. Like I said, I hate arguing. He wanted me to come back. I didn't. So when I did come back, he had um, took my 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 oldest son, his baby book, his pictures, my pictures, anything to do with me and my oldest son. He took it and ripped it all up. So like my baby's umbilical cord, his baby pictures when he first was born. Uh, everything and you know and back then we didn't have phones we didn't have we had a disposable camera so those were like memories that I couldn't get back he even took my laptop from school that I had and um smashed it a lot and said somebody was walking past and seen it sitting on the table and they walked in and got it and come and grabbed it uh it was it was it was bad and it was getting worse and getting worse not worse sorry worse and it came to a point where I actually wanted to commit suicide twice um there was one time I I was gonna um actually 
slice my my wrist, but he actually stopped me. And then another time I was gonna try to take um, some pills. I just couldn't couldn't take it. It's like I'm not happy at home. I always gotta come home with always an argument. And the worst thing that he ever did was when we got into an argument, he pent me down and he just started punching me in my face, just punching me. And I remember I walked up and I looked in the, in the mirror and I had two black eyes. Now y'all would think that, that was a Y'all would think that would be the, the okay, that's it. But I actually, that the okay, that's it was actually when I went to go get my car and that last uh, story I told you guys. Um, so with that being said, I'm going to stop my story right here because I am running out of time. I might come back and revisit it. But I just want to say for last words just remember to don't let the dark moments define who you are whatever your goals and dreams are keep at it it's the dark sides that makes you stronger learn how to control the triggers don't let the triggers control you let's fix it so we can have no more triggers thank you guys for tuning in and i appreciate you you guys have a good day